Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for moms who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, online fitness coach, wife, and mom of four. Every week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 10. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. Today, I am interviewing Shauna Tornvliet. She is a former client of mine. And as I was going through and deciding to talk about reverse dieting, you know, last week I did a whole episode about reverse dieting. It's something that I get questions about all the time. I really wanted to bring the human aspect of reverse dieting to you. So yeah, I can tell you all the things. I can give you the steps that you're going to take. I can kind of walk you through what it's going to look like, how to know when you should start. But there is a whole, and I kind of touched on this last week, there's a whole mental aspect to reverse dieting that is really, really, really important to talk about. And I thought, what better way to have this conversation than to actually chat with somebody who has gone through a reverse diet. So I asked Shauna if she would be willing to come on the podcast and just kind of talk about her experience, um, answer some questions about you know where she was before she started the reverse diet, what precipitated it, what was her experience through it, and kind of where she is now on the other side of that reverse diet. And I think hearing somebody walk through that actual process kind of demystifies it a little bit and may hopefully help you to feel like, you know what? I can do that too. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Shauna Tornvliet. I would like to welcome Shauna Tornvliet to the podcast. Shauna, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on today. I feel really honored that you're willing to share your story with us. I think it's one that a lot of people are going to resonate with, and I hope that they're going to get a lot out of this interview. Me too. First off, Shauna, I want you to just kind of tell us a little bit about you. Who is Shauna? Um, how many kids do you have? What's kind of life like for you right now? Uh, I'm married. I live just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. I've been with my husband about five years. We have one daughter. We had her last July, like 15 months ago. Awesome. Um, I'm a hairdresser. Just got back to work a couple days a week. Awesome. And you joined um, our program, Ditch the Diet, and were able to go through that 12-week program with us. And I want you to just kind of talk a little bit about what you were struggling with before. Like, what made you pull the trigger to join the program and to get into this this 12-week program with us? One of the biggest things is I always tried everything. I've done like the harsh cleanses and I've done beach body and I've done lots of different programs, lots of different meal plans. And they were just so like specific, like you're paleo, you're this, you're that. And I just mm-hmm. wanted something that was more normal, more balanced and macros just, it just seemed like the most normal way of eating. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that sounds good. I can have burgers and still lose weight. Like these people are eating regular food. And that just intrigued me because I've tried everything in the past and it's not, it's not sustainable. 
Yeah. And so had you tracked macros before you started the program or did you come in with it being new? I, about four months beforehand started doing calories and protein. Okay. And I had never, you know, you do calories with other programs, but you're not specifically counting them in my fitness pal. Um, so I do feel like maybe my transition wasn't as hard because I was Mm -hmm. sort of doing the calories and protein. And then I just had to figure out where the fats and the carbs lie. Mm -hmm. So you were, you started tracking maybe about four months before and were you seeing, what kind of progress were you seeing during that time? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I was a little bit of a weekend warrior, so, Mm -hmm. you know, good five days a week and then kind of slipped up. So my progress was, was okay. Like it, it matched my efforts. I wasn't great. I, yeah, lost a little bit. It was okay. And so then when you saw the option to like enroll and ditch the diet, what made you say, okay, this is the next step. This is what I need to do now. The accountability was big. It was like, you're part of a program. You're going through with people. You have a coach. Like there's no doing this five days a week and then maybe not doing it on the weekends. It's like, you're diving in, you're doing this. And did you feel like you were able to um, make some progress in feeling like you could string a little bit more consistency together through the weekends? For sure. And the help with like the events and even weekends away, I went on a bachelorette party and I was far from perfect, but I, I could sort of set up, you know, a little bit of success through those events that I would never have done before. I would just been like, okay, whatever, screw it for the weekend. <laughs> And yeah, that, so the coaching part really helped just every single day being on top of it. Love it. Love it. And so let's kind of talk about the process that you went through during the 12 weeks, because you came into the, into the program wanting to lose weight, right? Was that your goal? Yeah. So your goal was to to lose weight. And so you started out and what was your experience the first couple of weeks? Um, my calories were lower than what I was used to. So by about only 150, um, Mm -hmm. and my progress was almost kind of the same as when I was doing higher calories and then it sort Mm -hmm. of got slower. So I, I think I struggled a little bit in the beginning because I was hungry. (laughs) You're like, I'm eating less calories. I should see faster results. Yes. Kind of thing. I was excited. I was like, okay, these I'm supposed to do these calories. And then after kind of a while, I was like, okay, maybe these calories aren't right for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I struggled maybe a little bit in the beginning. And so then what was the change that was made? what did you guys decide to do? Well, we talked about doing a reverse or basically sticking it through because, you know, I'm not obviously perfect and, you know, I have mm-hmm. bites of my daughter's food and nibbles here and there. So I, I struggled with, am I not being perfect or do I need to change something? And so, yeah, my coach and I kind of went on a week about like, okay, what should we do? I guess it was probably about six months of being on low calories and lower. So I thought, you know, this is, this is maybe time for a change. Yeah. And I think you bring up a really good point because I see that with a lot of women who have been dieting for so long, Mm -hmm. um, that you get to this point where like dropping your calories doesn't end up 
producing the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Your body has been in a caloric deficit for so long that that's not usually the next step that we have to do. Um, we have to really work on repairing that metabolism and bringing it and bringing your calories back up. So when, when your coach talked about doing a reverse diet, had you ever heard that term before? Or was that new to you? I'd sort of heard it just by following a couple macro people on Instagram and I kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, so I've seen the, I've seen it kind of thrown out there and I've looked into it a little bit. And so sort of understood the premise of it, but not maybe the, the actual steps on how to do it. And when she told you that, like, we're going to be increasing calories, you know, week to week, what were your thoughts? Like, did that scare you or were you like, yeah, let's go. At first I was pretty excited. (laughs) Sure. More food. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, you know, if lower calories is not working and more calories doesn't work either, at least I'm eating more. Uh Right. Um, yeah. At first I was pretty excited. I'd say the first, first couple of weeks I was pretty excited because it's not that many more calories. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I knew I would be in a deficit. I think the farther you go up, the more you kind of feel, yeah, I got to 1800. I'm like, Oh, maybe I should just stay here. Like that kind of old dieters mentality does sort of sneak Mm -hmm. in. Less is always better. Yes, totally. (laughs) We totally tell ourselves that it's always better to eat less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, um, you make a really good point that I, that I, um, want anybody who's maybe thinking about reverse and maybe is like really worried about it or concerned about it, that you make a really good point. Those first couple weeks, like you're still in a deficit and you're only increasing your calories by a hundred a week. Um, it's not like you're going to blow up overnight. Mm-hmm. And so I think as you could see that over time that like, okay, yeah, like I'm eating a little bit more and you know, I'm not gaining all this weight. It kind of helps you to trust the process. And then you get to that point where whatever your mental thing of is like, you know, trying to go past 1800 or 1900 or whatever that like point is for you. Sometimes it can be a little bit scary to be like, okay, you really want me to add more calories? I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, but how, so how did, how, where did you start with your calories? And then when did you end your reverse? Um, I started at about 1500 and I ended at 2100. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. So exciting. And so are you now currently eating about that much? Where are you currently at? Yeah, I'm doing about around 2000. Awesome. Yeah. And so, okay. So then walk everybody through you, you started at around 1500. You weren't seeing a whole lot of results. We decided to do a reverse. You started increasing your calories and what kind of results did you see over that period of time? I'd say, I think I lost about six pounds during the whole process. You lost 10. 10, sorry. Yes. Six, six in the reverse. So it's sort of oh, like okay. four before and then six during the reverse. Sorry. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I think the first couple of weeks I had lost a little bit and I was like, okay, that's good. That's good. And then I had maybe a little halt around like 18 and like, okay, maybe I'll be around 19 or something. And then I Mm -hmm. hit 19 and it was like a pound and a half Mm -hmm. loss. And I was like, okay, wow, that's, that's crazy. And so I think even at 2000, I, you know, did the halt for a week, didn't lose anything. And then even another half a pound sort of thing. So yeah, it was mind blowing to be at say 1900 calories, you know, eat a muffin beforehand and a burger for dinner and then uh, still lose weight the next day. Like that was really mind blowing for me. I thought, yeah, there's no way I'll just stay the same with anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I, and I do want to make the point and I, and I talked about this last week in last week's podcast on, on, you know, there's just the basics of reverse dieting that you don't go into a reverse diet with the goal of weight loss. Um, and, and I think, you know, we kind of made that clear with you, Shauna, that the purpose of it is not to see weight loss, right? Like the purpose of it is to increase your metabolism is to get you eating more and, and at least staying the same. Um, and so like your results aren't what everybody else is going to see for sure. It's not like you are going to lose weight. It does happen. And you're an example of this, of like eating less is not always the answer. And so as we were able to give your body a little bit more and allow your body time to adapt to it, your body responded very, very well. And that was, was really exciting to see. So what was, what do you think the hardest part was about the reverse diet for you? Staying on track. You can't have you know, a weekend away and not be that good. And then step on the scale and be like, Oh, I gained, I, you know, the reverse is not working. Mm. Right. And so I felt like I had to stay more perfect than when I was cutting because mm. it, it was more like scientific, you know, like this is, you're, you're doing exactly this and we're seeing how our body's responding. So you can't, you can't mess it up too much in the process. And there were a few weeks where I wasn't that great. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just stay at these calories for maybe three weeks instead. Um, cause my reverse did take about eight weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So it did take a little bit longer, but yeah, the, the having to be a little bit more precise was harder for sure. And I think you bring up a really good point. Um, so often people, um, kind of burn themselves out on the cut, uh, and then they don't save any reserve for the reverse, right? Like they're so diet fatigue, they don't want to track anymore. And like you said, like it is really important that you're on point for that reverse. You're going to get a lot better feedback and thus we're going to be able to know when to add calories. Um, and so if you are in the process of a cut or you are in a dieting phase, just know that like the next thing that you need to do is a reverse and you need to save a little bit of room mentally and physically to be able to continue to stay on point during that, that process to be able to get the best results possible. Yeah. I did feel like I was in a diet fatigue, just kind of done weighing out, you know, every single thing and making a meal and having to like weigh my big pot and divide by six. And I'm like, I just want to eat and not have to do this all the time. And so that's, that helped me choose too. I'm like, I got to save at least six weeks for this. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So then talk about that process because I am really big of like not believing that you need to track and weigh your food for the rest of your life. I really want to arm my clients with the ability to then be able to make that final transition away from macro tracking to more of intuitive style eating. So what did that look like for you? You finished up your reverse and then kind of talk about that process of what happened next and kind of where you're at now. I'd say for the first little bit, I track, but really loosely. Like if I would, I like to do the clean, simple eats recipes. And so I would follow a recipe and it would be like, you know, divide it by four, weigh and divide by four. Well, I would just, you know, use her recipe and eyeball it. Mm -hmm. Um, things like that. I would like really kind of rough traffic tracking. I feel like I still needed to sort of see it in my fitness pal, like see what I was eating. Where was I at? You know, if you want dessert, how much can you have sort of thing? So just started to be looser with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now I go, yeah, I go days without 
tracking and it's fine. And sometimes I think, okay, have I, have I hit my protein today? Like I do need to more consciously think about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, always there. Like if it you, is. Yeah. if you need to like figure out if you're getting enough protein, you can track for a day and kind of check in. Um, yes. but I do think it is important to build that trust with your body and with like the fact that you've learned a lot through the process. You've tracked yeah. enough that you kind of know what it is that you need to hit during the day. Um, yeah. and I love that you've been able to make that transition because I think it is such an important transition. If we're talking about long-term success, that mm-hmm. transition is an important one for a lot of people to be able to make. Yeah. So in Dish the Diet, we talk a lot about, um, you know, physical progress. Obviously, that's you know something that a lot of people come in wanting to see. But then we also talk a lot about mental progress. Can you walk us through kind of some of the aha moments and the mental victories that you had during the process? I'd say one of the biggest mental was knowing you can eat more calories mm-hmm. and not gain weight. Mm-hmm. Like before it was either you're eating like a pig and probably slowly putting on weight or you're dieting. Like mm-hmm. I just the never found that middle ground. And it's like, okay, you can eat, you know, an English muffin for breakfast and even, you know, pizza, but it's not five slices from pizza hut. It's like things like that. The mental, like I can eat like this. I can eat like a normal person and that just be good for my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was get, huge. We get so black and white with it's like yes. you're either dieting or you're eating all the things. Like, and yeah. there is a middle ground. Like, we can find a middle ground, and it's a beautiful middle ground to yeah. be able to find. And I'm really happy that you're able to, to to find that. For me, I almost felt more breakthroughs in the reverse because I mean, maybe easy for me because I did lose, but knowing I can eat like this and not gain weight was more breakthroughs than losing weight on lower calories and being like, yeah, I lost weight. Of course you lost weight. You're not eating as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas the reverse, I felt like I had more mental breakthroughs because it was, yeah, it was just more food and my body liked it. And it was amazing. And did you notice like enhanced performance in the gym, energy levels? A lot of times when we add calories, like you feel it, you feel how your body is able to like perform better. Yes. I did also feel, I could feel my metabolism firing up. Sometimes I was actually hungry. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just like, how much am I eating? And I'm, I'm hungry. It was crazy. That is, I mean, that's really, really important that you bring that up because that happens a lot where people like start on a reverse and then they think they're doing something wrong. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm eating 300 more calories than I was before. And now I'm hungry. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. That's like your metabolism waking up and like recognizing mm-hmm. that you're feeding it and like encouraging that feeding. So, um, that's definitely something that's very common and you may think, Oh, I'm eating so many more calories. Why am I hungry? But that's actually a really, really good sign that things are moving in the right direction. Yeah. So I'm aw- that's awesome that you noticed that. Um, you know, one thing that happens as we um, make a commitment and as we set goals and as we start to achieve them, um, which we do during the program, um, it kind of bleeds out into other aspects of your, of your life. So I'm kind of curious what you've noticed um, as far as like body confidence or just um, your health in general or your overall perspective. Have there been other changes in other aspects of your life separate from the fitness realm after going through this process? Yeah. One of the one of the things I felt confident that, you know, this is it. I'm, I'm learning macros. I'm learning how to fuel my body. I'm learning how to eat more 
and I'm learning how to diet back if I want to in the future. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, there was sort of confidence. I don't have to do anything else again. I don't have to jump on the keto train. I don't, right. And when people talk about their diets, I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, you do your thing. (laughs) Like I, I got my thing figured out and I, I just don't have to worry about it again. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That me, that just gives me confidence that it, it's just clicked. Right. I'm not, you know, worried about, okay, maybe I get to do a crash diet because I'm going on a vacation. Like that's just, I feel so past that. And that's amazing. (laughs) I get that a lot from people who they walk away from this and they're like, I get it. It's like, if you do this, then this happens. And when Mm -hmm. it like set up like this equation, then I went, if I want an X, Y, Z result, like I know what I need to do. And there's a lot of power uh, in feeling like I can do whatever I want to do because I have the tools necessary to be able to make those choices down the road. Yeah. And if, and if you choose, like you want to lose 10 more pounds, like you have the the power and you have the knowledge and the techniques and the tips to be able to do that. It doesn't mean that you have to do it, but you have it at your disposal if yeah. you wanted it. That's yeah. awesome. Also, wh- one other thing is the food planning. I was a terrible food planner and every day I'd be like, what are we having for dinner? What am I eating? Like I wouldn't eat and I would go get a latte and a muffin and wonder, you know, why I'm gaining weight. (laughs) (laughs) And so the food planning at first, it was a little bit stressful, like putting in my fitness pal every night, you know, what are you eating? But it made it my life so much easier. Mm -hmm. I just, I just planned on Sunday what we're eating and went for grocery shopping and then that's it. And I knew what I was eating and it felt like work at first, but it actually made my life so much easier. I really dislike not knowing what I'm eating and then having a piece of toast because that's all I can figure out for the moment. So definitely the food planning is is key, I think, for success. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. You set yourself up for success by having that that plan in place. And it doesn't mean you always hit the plan or the plan always goes mm-hmm. according to mm-hmm. like how you thought it out, but yeah. it's there and you're always going to be more successful if you have some sort of plan uh, yeah. in place. Yeah. So how would you say that you're feeling about um, your health right now and like what kind of goals do you have going forward in the future? Um, I definitely want to do it again. I have more weight to lose, so mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, stay here for a couple months and then I'm going to do like a three-month plan instead of that weight goal, right? Like yep. I'm just going to cut until I, you know, get as thin as I want. Yep. It's like that's how you fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to kind of do that three-month, maybe even less because mm-hmm. more food is good. <laughs> more food is better. Yeah, maybe eight weeks kind of thing. Eight mm-hmm. weeks, like really commit to that eight weeks and then go back up again. Yeah. So I think I I definitely do that in in the future. And I think when you recognize that like you can maintain, I think a lot of people fear stopping the weight loss process because they have this idea that when they stop, what's always happened before is then they regain. Yeah. And so they fear stopping the weight loss process because then they feel like they're going to go back up. And what you figured out is that you can maintain. So now you can get on this track of going for eight weeks or 12 weeks and losing some with, with a, in the back of your mind, knowing that like, after I lose that weight, I can maintain it and I'm not going to regain it. And then I can just do it again. And when you know that you can maintain your weight loss, that's how you get long-term results. Yeah. Yes. You can lose a ton of weight in one setting. Um, but what often happens is you regain it and 
And that is not long-term success. If we're talking about long-term success, you have to be able to maintain it. And that's what you've also taught yourself is that you can maintain, you can eat more calories, you can be a little bit looser. And then when you get the itch or you get the desire, you set a goal, then you can kind of nail it and, you know, go from there. Yeah. So that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So the last thing I want you to do is I want you to fill in these blanks for me. Before you went through this process, you felt what? Now you feel what? And then moving forward, you plan to do what? Okay. Before I felt stressed. Now I feel confident moving forward. I know I'll be happy. Oh, wrap it up in such a good way. That is awesome. I really, really like that because I think a lot of people will really resonate with that feeling of feeling stressed Mm -hmm. and the fact that you were able to get from that place of feeling stressed and feeling almost like you're fighting against your body and getting to this place where like you're able to feel confident that you have the tools necessary to be able to, you know, hit any goals that you want to hit. That's what it's all, all about in the wrong For sure. For sure. Wonderful. Well, Shauna, I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast today to share your experience with your reverse diet. I'm really hoping that it gives people some inspiration to be able to maybe start in in their reverse diet or if they're experiencing some of the things that you experience that they can feel like they're not alone. And like this process is a really, really powerful one to be able to go through. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.